The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Hello, good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. We are informing leaders and inspiring solutions. I'm Linda Schub of Organization Effectiveness Consultants out of San Diego, and I'm your host for this episode. Um, with me today, I have a group of fascinating young adults, and our topic today is about volunteerism and the younger generation jumping in, generations jumping in um, with enthusiasm. So you will hear stories about um, their volunteerism, which stands from animal care to teen adoption. Um, we hope this important discussion will provide some inspiration and information for those of you who are nonprofit leaders, as well as those of you who would like to be volunteers. So our first guest today will be Jamie Wisniak who is a high school senior in San Diego, California, and she volunteers through the National Charity League. In addition to all of her academic work and college prep, she has passion and makes time to volunteer for a variety of organizations, including Sports for Exceptional Athletes, Helen Woodward Animal Center, and Canine Companion. Um, our second guest, is Miss Kelsey from Phoenix, Arizona, and she is providing some unusual insight gained from her efforts at Catholic Charities. Kelsey, now 26 years old, serves as a volunteer speaker to pregnant teens who are considering adoption. Among other areas that she volunteers, this one is particularly close to her heart. Um, so we'll tell you more about that story. And our third guest, lighted today, is Jennifer Simpson, who is 25 years old and works as the education case manager for a teen residential program at Tucson Academy. Jennifer has a unique perspective of spending many of her 25 years providing volunteer services, and now she holds a job that part of her duties includes recruiting volunteers. Jennifer holds a Master's of Social Work, and she will tell you how volunteering changed her career focus from journalism to social work. Whew, that's a mouthful. So welcome to all of you. Maybe um, you could do brief some life into the introduction I just gave, and Jamie, would you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved? Got involved? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have been a Girl Scout since I was in kindergarten, and that really started my love for volunteering. And then once I joined high school and became a freshman, I joined NCL, which is National Charity League. And uh, that just provided more volunteering opportunities um, with specific organizations like Canine for Companions and Helen Woodward. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Chelsea, you give us a brief overview of yourself, if you would. Hi, um, I'm Chelsea. I'm 26 years old, and I'm currently working um, in a salon as a cosmetologist, and I also have a certification in makeup artistry. And I live in Arizona with a roommate, and while I'm not doing hair, I um, like to read and uh, do many arts and crafts. One of my first uh, things that I do for as far as volunteering is um, my grandmother um, worked for the Historical Society, and every year my brother and I get together and help her with her annual spaghetti dinner. And there's about a hundred people uh, that go. Dinner. I'm sorry. You said her annual spaghetti dinner. Yes, her annual spaghetti dinner for her sp- historical society. Mm-hmm. And here, uh, my brother and I get together and volunteer to go serve and set up for the dinner, and then we also clean up for this event. And we do this to show our grandma that we're supportive um, and with her volunteering for her and for the community. Aha, uh-huh, that's a uh, close-to-home story, family help. Um, let me jump real quick over to Jen and get her into the conversation, and then we'll come back to um, some more specific examples from all of you. So, Jennifer okay. Simpson, um, Educational Case Manager at Tucson Academy, share a little bit about your background. So I started volunteering really when I was in um, high school. I got involved with one of my former um, elementary school teachers, and I started working with her kids in the classroom during my summer breaks. Um, And from there, I got involved with various animal organizations, and I went away to college um, for the first time and um, actually got involved in pet-assisted therapy there because I was missing my own pets. So it was a way for me to get some animal interaction in while I was, you know, 4,000 miles away from home. Um, From there, I came back to San Diego. I volunteered um, with the San Diego Humane Society with a similar program. I've also... um, done animal companion stuff, working in the habitats with the, with the dogs um, and training them. And I've also done work with um, the Wounded Warrior Project, helping them move um, wounded warriors from home to home. Um, I've also worked with the USO um, on their uh, uh, the Wounded Warrior Games. Um, and the Marine Corps trials for that. I worked with them on that. Um, I've done Habitat for Humanity, helping to build um, some houses and prepare for a volunteer event they were having the next day. And I've also um, done some work with uh, Christmas in October, helping um, rehabilitate homes for people who don't have the financial ability to do that. Um, we rehabilitated a home for a family whose son had just been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and that was really cool because oh, no. we were able to install handicap ramps for him and everything. And then from the wow, other side I now... Have, um, I'm sorry. 
I'm also doing, I've done the past two years um, volunteering with my internship for my master's in social work um, with YMCA Youth and Family Services, um, working at Ocean Beach Elementary with some of the kids there that need further assistance. And then at St. Vincent de Paul Village um, in the assessment center, working with intakes for clients just coming into the village for residences um, and transitional housing and helping them get to know the program. Oh, my goodness, I'm exhausted <laughs> listening to you. I think you've done more in your lifetime than I've done in my years, which is double the length of your lifetime. <laughs> um, let's sweep back around a little bit. Back to Jamie. Um, yeah. Did you want to tell us a little bit more maybe about how you um, started up or got involved a little bit more in depth? about the organization. It sounds like you and Jen have some commonalities with the animal. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, um, a big factor as to why I first started to get involved with um, volunteering was through my mom because uh, it was a way for us to, you know, bond when I was, like, a younger kid. So me, my sister, and my mom would all volunteer when we were younger, and my mom loves animals, so volunteering at Helen Edward Animal Shelter was really important to her. So we started volunteering there. This year, actually, I'm going to be a camp counselor for their, um, for their summer camp for their younger kids. And basically, uh-huh. I'll just teach the kids the right way to um, approach animals and pet animals and make sure that everything um, goes smoothly when they want to uh, interact with them. Uh, I also yeah. You go and uh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I'm saying that's fascinating. Continue on, please. Okay. Um, another organization that I volunteer with is Canine for Companions, which is an organization where um, the uh, dis- dis- dogs for disabled people are trained and. I don't train any of the dogs, but we will go and make sure that the trainers or the um, the people who are getting the dogs have a lunch planned. So we provide lunch for them, and we talk with the um, with the trainers and the people that have the dogs. And um, it's a really, really good opportunity, and it's super fun. So wow. that's a little bit about my volunteering. That's just fascinating. And Chelsea, do you want to add anything else? I know that you have some other volunteering that you do. Yes. Um, another one of the ways I volunteer is a group of parents from the company um, donates their time to the American Cancer Society's uh, Relay for Life. And as a group, we set up a booth at Chase Fields in Arizona and we give free haircuts to everyone in need, and have a bunch of other booths too. And that's another one of the ways that I volunteer and give back to the community. And another way that I have given back to the um, community to volunteer is that um, I, uh, through Catholic charities, um, I speak to an audience of teens and also um, couples that are considering adoption and are hopeful, you know, wanting to adopt and are considering and have a bunch of questions on how it works and how to go about um, possible adoption. Um, And 
uh, at the age of 18, and I was eight months pregnant, I actually had to face one of my biggest decisions of my life, um, which was to select an adoptive family uh, for my unborn daughter. And um, I feel like me speaking in front of an audience, it helps um, many teen girls and other families um, by sharing my story and what I had to go through um, and some of my personal insights. And it makes me feel good about myself and also I think just really helps um, young teens and families who are struggling with, with that decision. That's very... So those are the way that I volunteer. Uh-huh. That's a very important... It sounds like that's not only personal to your heart, but that others let you in as a role model. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a, um, a heartfelt and sometimes lots of tears, but um, definitely a very good thing. Um, so, yes, something that's very close to my heart. Uh-huh. I think sometimes I know a lot of high schools um, and college applications look for community volunteerism, and some of the high schoolers that I've known um, just pick anything that may or may not be important to them. And it sounds like you've all really found something and ways that you can be passionate about your volunteering and that somehow it's leading and related to your life mission and what you value in life. And I think there's an important lesson in that. And I'm hearing the music, so we are about to take a break. I would say to our listening audience, Stay tuned, and we will come back talking more about volunteerism in the younger generations. Stay tuned. Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. 
Hello, thank you for staying with us. I'm Linda Shube, hosting this episode of Leadership Matters. Uh, you can find um, Leadership Matters focuses on informing leaders and inspiring solutions. Today, we are having an enlightening conversation with several young adults who each volunteer their time with nonprofit organizations. I can say that I have personally already been surprised by the variety and range. These are young women who have uh, volunteered uh, not just for one thing that they were interested in, but across the board to help so many different types of people in need. Um, let's see. Prior to the break, we were just talking a little bit about their background, and now I think I'll start back up with you, Jamie, and talk a little bit about how do you find, you know, communicating about volunteer opportunities. So, in your experience, how, how have you heard about opportunities to volunteer? Um, I've heard about volunteer opportunities um, in a lot of different ways. One of the main ways that I hear about it is uh, through my friends and family. My mom uh, usually finds uh, places that we need to volunteer at. And um, also, if my friends are volunteering at a place over the weekend, maybe they'll ask me to come along. Um, it's just all about uh, just talking to different people and seeing where you're needed as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And you tend to volunteer in areas that are those things that you get to use your strengths in, you know, in life we all bring different strengths. Uh, you gravitate toward those kinds of Yeah, I mean, helping. I'm, yeah, I mean, I definitely um, find myself uh, more inclined to volunteer at a place where I have a personal connection to it. Uh, you know, it's, I, having like two dogs, I would, I find myself uh, really appreciating some volunteer opportunities with animals, um, but I never limit myself to a volunteer opportunity just because uh, I haven't really heard about it or anything. I always find uh, new volunteering places to go just because it's a good experience to try out different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. And Jen will tell us a little bit about trying out different things and that how that led her to her career decision. Um, so, Jimmy, uh, did social media play any role? Did you mention mostly word of mouth through friends? Uh, social media definitely played a big role in my volunteering. Um, for the organization National Charity League that I'm a part of, we have a website where all the volunteer opportunities are listed on the website, and we can go to the organization's websites, such as, like, let's say I want to volunteer uh, for Helen Woodward Animal Shelter. On my website uh, for NCL, it has the organization Helen Woodward listed there, and then I can click on it, and it can talk to me about, uh, I can go research what Helen Woodward is and uh, what their mission is, So I definitely think social media and the Internet in general has just really helped make it easier to volunteer when you really want to. Oh, good. All the opportunities are listed. That's uh, very good. Okay, let me move on to Chelsea for a minute here. Um, And Chelsea, 
how did you hear and how did you get involved uh, in speaking for the organizations that you do, particularly Catholic charities, but how else do you hear about volunteer opportunities? Um, well, I just agree with Jamie as well. It's definitely word of mouth, um, a little bit through work, um, as far as someone cosmetology goes. For the Catholic charities, it was through a family member and um, just different um, adoption, you know, agencies was through my friends. Um, but really, Catholic charities have reached out to me to be a public speaker for their audience just because my experience with adoption, um, it was open adoption, so it actually turned out very um, very successful. Um, so that was kind of my experience, was just um, definitely um, word of mouth and just having enough confidence and also just um, not only, you know, it's also to uh, be passionate about something that you're interested in and um, anything that can help you to volunteer that, you know, it's going to help you out and maybe also as well as, you know, help somebody else's personal life out. So I would definitely suggest just um, being confident and getting out there and mm-hmm. trying your best. Let me, so. let me add, go back a minute and add, ask you an additional question. You had talked earlier about... Um, volunteering the second opportunity that you discussed? Um, um, as far as the social media, um, when I had volunteered for um, Oster Groupex, it's a salon, um, and it's, uh, they do it every year or every other year at Chase Fields in Arizona, and they have a website you can go to on Great Clips and it tells you the different um, events that are coming up and how hairstylists can volunteer through different shop or salon that they're at. And um, people can also um, donate clothing or they can donate um, if they're, you know, different um, medical services. Um, so through Great Clubs, also their website online that shows that. So you can click different different apps and people would like to help to volunteer towards. Uh-huh. So in that case, Great Clips coordinated many different resources for an underserved community and what you contributed was haircutting, but other people had things that they contributed, so it was more of a whole community-based intervention through your company. Right, correct. Wow, that's that's kind of like a United Way campaign. Um, Jen, how about you? Um, so I found my volunteer opportunities through, you know, a variety of different means. I am different companies that I've worked for, and my parents' companies have organized events. For example, the Christmas in October event is something they would organize every October, and um, I would get the email from my mom, and I'd let her know that I'd want to participate. Um, otherwise, I generally knew um, what organizations I wanted to volunteer for and was able to go to their websites and look at volunteer opportunities that way. Um, so those were really my primary ways of finding volunteer opportunities for myself. Um, I do know there's other websites out there, like um, volunteermatch.com is a great website um, to go in and wait, wait, both volunteer. find volunteers and put up information about your volunteer opportunities. And what is it called? Volunteer Match. So 
similar to the well-known Match.com. You just write <laughs> volunteer match and uh, find things that are within your physical capability in your areas of strengths and and you can sign up and get matched with an opportunity or a group doing an opportunity. Exactly. That sounds like a really valuable website. I know that um, I get emails monthly or possibly more frequently from Volunteer Spot that also, volunteerspot.com or .org, and they also have a listing by kind of by age groups and what's appropriate and that kind of thing where parents and their children can go together to do some of those opportunities. Gotcha. Um, and uh, one of the things that I'm noticing, this is, I made a note here, is that all three of you have said that you have volunteered um, in the context with your family, with your mother, your grandmother, your sister, your brother, um, any thoughts about that? Is that just family values? Is that modeling? I think from my family, um, it was more of they knew I was interested in it. So if they ever heard anything, they would send it my way and let me know. And then usually since I was going, my parents would take part as well. So it was almost like they'd find out about it, let me know. If if it's something I wanted to do, they'd kind of tag along with me to go do it. So it was almost me modeling to my parents in a way, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really, that's fabulous. And Jamie? Uh, yeah, I mean, as for me, uh, I started volunteering at a really young age, so it was definitely more of my parents' influence to begin with. Um, I think it's really important to both my mom and my dad uh, to help others and treat others the way that you would want to be treated. So the more that I volunteered, um, just the more that I grew to love it, and I uh, really appreciated the quality time that I had with my family. But I think that volunteering is a really good opportunity just to make new friends in general. If you don't have anyone to go volunteer with, that shouldn't stop you from uh, getting an opportunity and uh, making some new friends. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I'm reflecting on my own life lessons as I hear you all, and um, I have a now 14-year-old daughter, and I can remember early when she was young, if I would ask other mothers what their advice mm-hmm. was, the single most common piece of advice was volunteer in their schools at all costs. Tell your job it's a priority. Find a way to volunteer an hour a month, an hour a week, but show up. Um, and I volunteered from kindergarten and this is still kind of a joke, but until I did math with the students until um, I was no longer smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> I couldn't do sixth grade math the way they teach it now. Um, and so my daughter's father stepped in at that point. But that single piece of advice, you know, volunteer where your kids are for... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is the the flip side of the coin of what I hear you all saying, which is your parents influenced you also to volunteer. Um, yeah. Chelsea, I don't think 
you chimed in on that. Yeah, I just have to agree with everybody. Just um, my family definitely has a big influence on telling um, me about different events, or just even with my grandmother and how she um, works with the historical society, and so she always asks me and my brother and my mom and everybody to get involved to help out with this um, annual spaghetti dinner, um, and then also my mom. Uh, is a retired school teacher now, but she um, is, has been a big influence, and she also helps with um, in, in her friends' classrooms by helping get the paperwork organized and helping um, just for the beauty of the year because teachers never have time to themselves to get everything prepared for the school year. So she, so your mother volunteers by going back to the schools she used to work with. And helping. Yes, actually, she's she's here with me, so I'll let her tell her side of the story. Oh, great! Hi, this is Margie. Hi, tell us a little bit about your volunteering and what you do um, from the baby boomer generation perspective. Well, um, I do agree with the young lady who talked about how your first influences. Of volunteering come through your family. Um, I remember as a young child, my mother saying, um, you know, Saturday we're taking Grandma to the grocery store. And I'd say, well, why do we have to do that? Because Grandma doesn't have a car and Grandma doesn't drive, and we're going to help her with that. And then that turned into the idea of helping people who are not in your immediate family. So my mother also being a school teacher. Um, on the days I didn't have school, but she would, I'd go to her school and help in her classroom. So it started out as really not volunteering, but being put in situations that show to help others, which later turned into volunteering. One of my personal experiences as a teen and volunteering was a wonderful camp called Anytown that had uh, children from all backgrounds and all nationalities, and they go together to this camp and learn about each other and their cultures. And I Marjorie, have gone one year. May I interrupt you because I hear the music, and I would love to hear about this. So, can we pick back up with this story right after a short break? Certainly. Can you stay on the line with us? You bet. Thanks. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Uh, we're having a discussion on volunteerism, on leadership matters, informing leaders, and inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. 
or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you are listening to leadership matters with dr cheryl white linda Schub, gerald mcfadden Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Thank you for staying tuned. This is Linda Shube, your host for this episode of Leadership Matters. We are talking about volunteerism in younger and uh, across generations. Prior to the, the commercial break, we were speaking with three young adults all in their early 20s. Uh, in 116, 125, 126, and we also have a baby boomer generation mother of Chelsea on the phone um, who is starting to talk about how the values have been instilled from generation to generation. So I believe, Marjorie, you were starting to talk about a story of how you were a counselor at a almost a diversity camp called Amy Town. Yes, that my experience as a camper was so positive, then I returned the next two years as a counselor. And it was wanting to provide a positive experience for other youth that I had had an opportunity to experience. So I think, um, you know, that let me know I liked being around children. I liked, you know, helping them to make uh, decisions and teaching them about interacting with others in a positive way. So I became a school teacher, and most of my volunteering was work-related, where after the normal school day, I would set up, um, you know, free tutoring for kids who couldn't afford it. Um, I'd set up events where I volunteered my time to benefit, uh, you know, fundraising events for the school. And that's how I started volunteering, um, you know, as a desire to help my community and mostly um, the education communities. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Hopefully you were smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> as I mentioned. Not earlier. ours. Okay. Okay, let's change the uh, focus just a little bit here and look at it from the other side. We are very fortunate, as I said earlier, to have Jennifer Simpson from the Toussaint Academy, who is the educational case manager, who told us about her many, many volunteer opportunities. And now uh, part of her duties include working with partner organizations to 
um, bring in volunteers. And why don't you tell us a little bit about it from the other perspective, Jen? Sure. Um, so we actually have a volunteer coordinator here um, within our program, and what she does is she connects um, directly with um, the volunteers that we have as well as other agencies. Um, so we actually, Tucson is part of a bigger organization called Father Joe Villages, and so most of the volunteers come through that avenue. Um, they have a very big volunteer program over at the village, and um, they'll send people our way if they're interested in working with teens or transitional age youth. Um, so what they do is they come over here, they go through a tour and an application process, and then we also have um, a, a person who does outreach work here to collaborate with outside agencies and potential volunteers. So for the most part, our volunteers tend to come to us, um, but you know, if we find that we have a need, we can reach out to different resources. And I know one of the really cool things at our program here is that um, I know I manage the tutoring aspect of it, so I work with the tutors who come in who are volunteer, and then we also have um, these awesome volunteers who come in and cook for the kids on weekends um, because we don't have our chef here to cook for everybody. So they make sure that the kids get meals on the weekends and that they don't have to kind of fend for themselves. So wow. that's kind of how we manage it over here. And just for the listening public, Tucson Academy is a live-in residential home and the house of guardianship where their mission is to help youth and routines specifically, um, who have become homeless due to most often their parents' transgressions, and the youth didn't want to be homeless, so they were uh, able and accepted into the Toussaint Academy that keeps them on track for school and jobs and life lessons and is a fabulous uh, environment. Um, how did I get on that? Just yeah, you're exactly right, and, and I really work with the kids on the educational matters, so I'm really in charge of helping them manage their education because that's a really big deal here at Tucson is that our kids are successful in school and trying to end the cycle of poverty through education, so that's really important to us. And so we have the tutors who come in who really help us meet that goal, and we're actually looking at um, bringing in more volunteers to help with that so that we can give our students and residents um, more one-on-one -on -one attention that they need. So how will you, the reverse side of if Jamie and Chelsea have heard about uh, volunteer opportunities through social media, and you said that yourself, um, how do you seek out volunteers? like post the opportunity? Um, so we really, like I said, we really work with partner organizations like Father Joe's Villages, and, and that's um, a huge resource for us because there are so many volunteers and they're just down the street from us. So bringing volunteers mm -hmm. over from that agency isn't um, a problem for us. Um, additionally, um, we have our, our person who does our outreach stuff in collaboration with outside agencies, so we'll partner with other agencies to bring more volunteers in that are more specialized to areas that we need specialization in. And so, okay, that was going to be my next question. You look for special skills, for example, um, and I was going to say, what do you look for in addition to their subject matter expertise? Are you looking for certain other skills and ways of interacting or leadership skills specifically? Um, specifically for the tutoring program here, um, if I were the one kind of doing intake with the volunteers, 
um, I would really be looking for somebody who is compassionate and patient. Um, you know, tutoring can be really hard, especially when kids are having a hard time with the subject matter. So I think patience is really important. And compassion because, you know, these kids come from some really rough circumstances sometimes and, and they need volunteers to be able to understand that and be able to kind of roll with it. Um, I also look for people who are passionate and energetic and, and really want to be here. Um, I, I think that being passionate about what you're doing is so important to doing it well, um, which is why, for me, I've always sought out volunteer opportunities that have to do with a passion of mine. Um, so that's something that's really important to me in a volunteer. Uh-huh. Thank you for sharing that. And, Jamie, I know you're not in the role of hiring volunteers, but do you have any insight into why people like to bring you on as a volunteer? Um, I, I definitely think that to be a volunteer, uh, like she was just saying, you have to be energetic, passionate, and, uh, compassionate as well, because, um, it's, you know, it's a lot of work, uh, from both ends, and it's important to be motivated to be the best volunteer that you can be. Um, I just like to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can while I'm volunteering. I think that you uh, don't really want a volunteer who just sits around and um, doesn't take any initiative. I think that it's important to uh, try to see what needs to get done uh, and uh, just keep busy the whole time and just really go where they need you to go. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, like if you're helping, if you help set up an event, um, you want to work quickly and you want to always be moving, you know, helping move boxes, always looking for the next thing to do. Uh, because the more people that you have working on something, the quicker it will be. So. Yeah. So that self-motivation, that confidence, take the next step. I think sometimes we uh, have been taught through research that the, quote, Generation Y um, doesn't have that same initiative or drive, but with all of you, I'm hearing it, and I think that's one of the most resounding factors. So you would use that as a selection criteria also. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chelsea or Margie, how about do you... um, have a sense of either when you select volunteers or when you volunteer, what are the strengths that they appreciate in you? Um, I think that it freed them up to spend time with the children when I took care of the paperwork. So you're talking about in the education system, volunteering for teachers, um, Leave them up to focus on their most important mission while you can be doing administrative stuff in the background. Mm. I'm sorry. Say that again. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Is that the same kind of willingness to do whatever is needed? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you're there to unburden the teachers. So anything that, again, they need doing... Because there's only so much time in a day, and, you, you know, as a teacher, I experienced never being able to get it all done. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. 
Oh, my attitude is, let me just unburden you. So. Yeah, that's probably really appreciated, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Anything? Oh. Yeah, I think we're going to break. We are. Maybe. Okay, I hear music. I'm pretty sure we're going into our last break. Um, please stay tuned right now. I'm Linda Shube, your host for this episode of Leadership Matters. Informing leaders and inspiring solutions. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hello, back for our last and final segment of this discussion on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders and Inspiring Solutions. I'm Linda Schub, and you can reach me at www.oecstrategicsolutions.com. If you would like to follow up in any way, we can send you links for this particular episode, or you can get them from voiceamerica.com. Today we are wrapping up our discussion. We have four guests on the line. Jamie, a high school student who volunteers. Jen, an education, educational case manager at Tucson Academy. Chelsea, a cosmetologist. And her mother, an educator. And Chelsea and Marjorie have to ring off now, but I thank you both for your contribution and in um, all transparency, I should let our listening audience know that I am related to Margie and Chelsea. Uh, Margie is my sister, Chelsea is my niece, and our whole family volunteers. And so I thank you both for being on the show today, and Jamie, Jennifer, and I will stay on. Okay, thank you thank so you. much. Mm-hmm, okay. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so um, it seems like this hour always goes so fast. 
let's maybe Jen, let's start with you. And what advice would you offer from two points of view? Let's start with from the young adult point of view who might want to get involved. So I'm actually working with um, all of my soon-to-be seniors right now on um, getting their community service in order and making sure that, you know, they have good stuff to put on their college applications um, since they're going to be applying here in the fall. And my main piece of advice to them is to find something that they enjoy, um, particularly with, you know, teenagers. Um, they can be very ambivalent, and, and I think it's really important to find something that they actually enjoy doing. Um, so that's probably my biggest piece of advice um, to young adults um, from the leadership perspective, um, really kind of putting, putting it out there that you accept volunteers and, you know, posting it in, in places that, you know, your target age group, I guess, is looking. You know, if you're looking for um, teenagers, early 20s, millennial generation, you know, Facebook is going to be a huge go-to because that's where, you know, that generation's at. Um, so I think really considering who your demographic is that you're looking for for volunteers and then um, playing to that demographic is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie, for you? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with uh, Jen about that. Um, another uh, use of social media would definitely be using Instagram as well. Uh-huh. Um, Facebook is a great resource, definitely, but... Um, Instagram is definitely uh, another great uh, area to use to connect with teens and uh, the younger audience. But, yeah. um, yeah. And so LinkedIn also is a a way to get business professionals engaged. Were were you going to say something? Jen, do you want to oh, talk? Do I want to take that one? <coughs> yeah. Um, with business professionals, um, that's a tough question because um, I don't, I don't really necessarily work directly with business professionals. Um, you know, well, maybe you reaching out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said you are one. Oh, that's true. I suppose. <laughs> um, I mean, even then, you know, posting to websites, like I said, I found most of my volunteer opportunities, you know, before the age of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter by going to their websites. So, I mean, if your organization is really out there um, and marketing itself well, then you should be able to, you know, post volunteer sections on your website and be able to get volunteers that way. Um, And if you're not doing that, you should be, because otherwise you're not going to be attracting as many people to your company. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, um, I'm going to take a moment, I rarely do this, but a moment to tell a personal story of my volunteering, and I am, as I said before, a baby boomer, and I uh, can remember my mother walking the block for March of Dimes, where they would collect dimes to pass on to the uh, cancer organizations and the fundraising uh, uh, coalitions and collaboratives at that point in time. Um, Interestingly, I met Jen through my volunteer work at the Tucson Academy. And the way I got personally involved in that was their um, director of operations 
a woman named Danielle was actually literally Googling websites for team building retreats. And my website came up and my name came up and um, we spoke. And when she told me what she wanted for uh, approximately a day and some preparation and data gathering and agenda building. And then she asked, she described what Toussaint Academy was, and she asked me um, about how much that would cost and made a casual comment that they didn't have very much money. And I must have been in a really good mood that day, but I said to her, (laughs) If I give you a quote, it will scare you away, so I will come do your retreat for free to help you all out. And I have, and that was quite surprising. Did you know that, Jen? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Danielle told me. Yeah. So um, nice. Yeah, it was so sweet. And when I went down and found out how hard the employees work and how hard it is to reward non I know this from my other nonprofit work, but how difficult it is to uh, reward and appreciate and find time to plan in the nonprofit environment. You know, um, I went down and facilitated that first retreat, and I've come back for about a couple hours every month and helped them with different issues or conversations and have really come to enjoy the staff, the leadership, and once in a while I get to peek at the residents who live there. And it has touched my heart um, because I always have a philosophy that no matter how busy I am, find time to volunteer for something. And so I'm a real believer And I also encourage all of our listeners to look um, up uh, either organizations on the website, industries uh, that you're looking for volunteer opportunities, volunteermaps.com, Volunteer Spot, Volunteers of America. There are so many different ways to get involved. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I appreciate both of you and Chelsea and Margie staying on the, you know, both of you staying on the line and Chelsea and Margie earlier just being able to share a little bit because um, maybe with a little wisdom and perspective, I, I believe in my heart that volunteering is so important and for some people it's hard to take the first step or to know where to turn first. Um, or to know how to feel comfortable by going with a friend, as you have given us some insight into. So any closing thoughts? I'll go Jamie first and then to Jennifer. Um, yeah, I just think that, you know, if, you're a, if anybody's listening um, that's a teenager, I just recommend to go out and uh, volunteer because it's a really rewarding experience, and you're bound to meet somebody with similar interests um, who you're volunteering with, and you will maybe become really passionate about one of the organizations that you become a part of. So just get out there and uh, volunteer. Yeah, and I hear a lot of stories about it being a stepping stone 
than to uh, job referrals or job recommendations because you've done yeah. service and, and maybe gained some mentors. How about you, yeah. Jamie? I mean, I, I agree with Jamie, yeah. but I, I think you really had a really great point there, Linda, um, because it's funny. I actually got the position that I'm in because I was actually interning and volunteering at the shelter over at St. Vincent de Paul and then came here as partner organization when I was applying for jobs after I finished my master's degree. Um, so okay, the fact that right. volunteering can actually lead to jobs is, is absolutely true. I'm living proof of that. Um, okay, and I, I have agree. to interrupt you, Jim, because yep. they're giving me the music, and it's 3 o'clock straight up. That's great final advice. And I think all of our listeners, you will be able to hear this and say it back off the website in about two hours. So once again, I'm Linda Shub. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, and thank you, uh, Jamie Wisnia and Jennifer Simpson, for being our guest today. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Leadership Matters.